Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is Let's Do the Right Thing in association with RadioWorks. Presented and curated by Adam Hopkinson. This is the LDTRT podcast, brought to you in conjunction with Passion Media and Radio Works. It was set up to tell the story of people going it their own way in the media industries. And I myself launched a media agency last year, Passion, to focus on fashion, entertainment and leisure verticals. And I've had loads of great advice in doing so, and a lot of it coming from the guests on this podcast. The podcast purpose has, however, slightly morphed over the last couple of years as post-pandemic, I've become more interested in what has changed for media and marketing professionals to address changes in consumer behaviour. So I want to talk to people at the minute doing cool stuff, and I am still on the mission to gather best advice. I'm really psyched to be talking to Sylvia Inotiades today, who has the unique ability to say that she is running the UK for the business that invented influencer marketing. How's it going? Um... Nice to meet you. Thanks for inviting me on the pod. Yeah, yeah, nice to meet you too. I'm sorry to have jumped straight in there, but hello. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know why I said that, but um, it's going really well, actually. It was a bit of a challenge in the beginning because you're trying to, like, understand the landscape and meet people and get them to understand what it is that you're doing. But, I mean, I talk about this quite often that I manifested my role at Isaiah, um, and it took me two years and I was really lucky to have been contacted by Ryan and Ross when they first came to London in March last year. We went for cocktails and the rest is sort of history after that. So I'm super glad to have launched Isaiah in the UK with my colleague Hattie, who's joined me, um, Harriet, actually. And the two of us are running the business and it's going really well. And we've had a great sort of year. We had a really successful launch party last year which you didn't come to. <coughs> and uh, <laughs> well past my bedtime. I'm and uh, and then we luckily were taken on a cruise. Hold on, sorry. It was a really good party because I didn't come to or that I didn't come to. That you just you were invited <laughs> to and <laughs> didn't attend. It would have been better if you had come. That's that's there we are. Thank you. That's the soundbite. Um and then we had a team bonding thing where they took us on a cruise to the Bahamas in November last year which was incredible it was quite tough because it was long evenings early mornings yeah it sounds tough it's but, uh, yeah i mean we were in a beautiful location yeah whilst it was snowing and prices of energy were going through the roof in the uk and everybody was miserable and wet and damp and you were, okay brilliant. no well it was end of november so i got back and then i had to endure the snow and the sad UK greatness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's been an interesting start then for Isaiah in the UK. And how, how is Isaiah being 
consumed? I mean, are you having traction with agencies or is yeah, it with so clients? We, and... we are mainly going after previous relationships. Um, but we, I'd say we have sort of mixed between clients and agencies and we are focusing on sort of new ways of approaching agencies with um, something that we've developed called Isaiah Inside, which is more about um, acting as sort of an extension of your your um, agency team, um, either transparently or like sort of white label model and working directly with you on your like whole marketing sort of plan as opposed to just a one-off sort of campaign. So we will plug in and create and create the strategy and the sort of whole marketing plan campaign that would fit within your marketing plan for a brand. So kind of so working independently as as, as a I guess as a resource that agencies or clients would brief out, but also then acting as a white label within agencies. Exactly. That's smart. Yeah. So we're trying to make sure that you know people are looking at it more from a sort of a better understanding of how influencers should connect with your digital sort of marketing is not just like a standalone piece that it is super effective and um, when done done properly and using experts to sort of feed into that. So. so you've teed up a load of questions in there beautifully about how do we engage, how do we do it, what's the right thing to do. But, you know, I, I said at the beginning that, 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 that you're at the, the business that invented influencer marketing. How, how long has this channel been around for? Because it feels to me that people have been talking for in, about influencers as a, as a conduit for commercial messages for, I don't know, two or three years. But it's longer than that. Well, yeah, I mean, I look at sort of my background. I've actually been an influencer for eight years now. So I've sort of say I was in it in the beginning in the UK from the very get go. Which no one really knew what we were doing. And it was just seen as influencer marketing. And now um, Isaiah has actually been going for over 17. It's the, we're into their 17th year. Um, and our founder, Ted, obviously made, was the created the first transaction um, in influencer marketing on MySpace. Um, and it was a paper post model. And so from then it's evolved and the name Isaiah came about from the um, word idea, which was taken. So he just put a Z in it. So he went through the alphabet idea, I, -E, I fear. No, as, can't do that. As and far then... as I know. Yeah. Um, and well, why not? And then sort of so it's been going since then. And it's just an, a sort of evolution. And now in the last, I feel, two to three years, it has become a real buzz word and trend because I think there's the likes of TikTok who've obviously grown and exploded so massively yeah. and, and enabled everyone and anyone to be a creator. So there's not just a limit to certain sort of people anymore. It's literally you can be a builder dancing and you know, people love to watch content like that. And you, you create authentic content for, for yourself that people engage with. But which is wonderful that, that that's out there. And there is obviously, you know, well, the, the, the more content that's out there, the better for, for brands and things to find ways of associating with them. But I've got a question that um, that's quite important and we're finding as an agency is more asked of us from branding campaigns. They're wanting to know how they're doing on a performance basis. So how do you how do you measure what an influencer campaign actually does? So we get asked this question quite a lot. And I think um, it's also one of the reasons why I joined Isaiah, because obviously we've been there in, in the industry for so long and people are still measuring influencer marketing with vanity metrics and just the same impressions and views um, and clicks. But we've got quite a lot of um, influencer partnerships or partners that we've created to measure campaigns more effectively. 
um, to ensure success for your ROI. So we have a partnership with a brand called Smart Commerce, which allows you to directly plug into certain retailers. So if you wanted to sell a product, which is really good for sort of FMCG products, which normally you weren't really able to track before. Yep. But you can now like plug in directly, for instance, into Sainsbury's and a brand can um, and understand how many sales have been made of a salad dressing, for instance, mm-hmm. via an influence marketing channel. So we're offering more ways for brands to sort of track um, sales and, and uplift either through brand studies. And we also have sort of custom audience um, and a, a deep dive. So like if you obviously promote all of your content on paid social, we now can then d- dive deeper and cr- put an, another audience layer. So say you were a brand who sold frozen chicken, you can sort of understand your bra- your your customers' needs through that. And then you we can build a more audience of people who are only looking at buying frozen chicken and then target those sort of people. So there's additional layers to your sort of traditional paid per promoted post sort of targeting. Okay. So like, interesting that out of all of the possible things that you could have pulled out and as an example you chose frozen chicken. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know why that. It just seems quite relatable and I, you know, love food, so everything has to go back to food. And how is the frozen chicken market at the moment? No, don't worry. Um no idea. The, but the so so we we work with um with a lot of um retailers, things like uh, Pretty Little Thing and Wallace and Dorothy Perkins etc. All of which have target audiences, in fact, probably more so on Pretty Little Thing, that are in an influencer generation. Mm-hmm. And and it's great. And they engage them and they, they work with people and they make their posts and they, they, they develop and they show showcase the product. It does, however, become very difficult to measure the actual response, even when it's a like direct-to-consumer brand retailer like Pretty Little Thing. Um, again, you know, how, how are people measuring that? And how are you then tracking the the potential spend that you can be pulling out of other more traditional channels into influencer is it happening like that or is it a pr budget that you're grabbing hold of it's very it's still quite a difficult place to to sort of get if i knew that where i would get a, a budget from it would be so much easier to approach but we still get digital we get marketing we get pr so it's quite a difficult way to sort of say that our budgets are strictly from one direction okay um, but it's all about creating the right environment for the brand and you, you champion the creators, right? So you, you lean into what they're doing and what they're building. Are we in a position now that marketers are able to relax control of how their brand is positioned? Or are they still feeling that they need to be prescriptive on what the creators build? This is also a, a good question. Thank you. Um, you can come We back. aren't in a... I would say in the age yet where brands still feel that they're able to relinquish total control. But I think it does help when you work with sort of experts in the in the field and you work and you have closer relationships with the creators from the start. So you're able to sort of mold and understand what works for them um, and create together as sort of a brand as opposed to just being so prescriptive, giving us a brief or giving someone a brief and saying, this is what we want out of it. And then you still get to review all of your creators and look at everything that they're doing and then say, well, I know how they create their content, yet I still want it to look exactly like this. So that's where it's like, well, rather just go to your media agency if that's what you're looking for. So you can be have total control maybe. And I don't know if that. But whereas working with a creator gets you a a different perspective on how your brand should look and how a different audience might accept it. Completely. 
So the, yeah, the, the the brands exist in the minds of the consumers, not necessarily in the minds of the marketers. And you know the the the, the channels that you use as an influencer, guess they do change the way that it might look and feel. It could convey exactly the same brand values and the message, but the way that they are communicating with their their users will be different every time. So you know, it, it, is it happening that people are releasing control over it, or will there always be a resistance to that? I think there is a few people who have released quite a bit of control. Like we work with some big brands in America that have given us sort of creative control where we've gone off and created things using creators for production on TVCs, for instance. And so that's like they've they've really trusted that creator that they're working with and they've gone on and said, oh, we would love him to sort of create something for our TV campaign and go on and, and do that. Um, so it's good to see that people like... Uh, brands are adopting that sort of less control but it's still a I think something to happen a bit more it takes it's going to take some more time is there anybody that you want to single out as who is doing it really well from a client perspective I would say sort of Samsung is quite good they they create some really um, amazing things with influencers for instance the flip phone yep. which no one really was sure they wanted um because going back in time and you're like who wants to open your phone to sort of review your whole screen with oh, a I've got line two, in the two screens to break now yeah. rather than just one yep. um but they've created some really cool content um utilizing creators and trying to attract that younger audience because obviously i don't think many of us i mean i went away recently just segue and we bought one of those like disposable cameras and we asked someone to take a picture for us and they obviously didn't know how to use it. So it's sort of... Are kidding? Yeah, what, what sort of... What, a child or a... Like a young um, person. Like probably less than 22. You're kidding. Don't know how to use a camera. Yeah. Oh my God, that, that's I'm, I'm, I'm making me like, feel... Re- I mean, I felt old this morning anyway, but... And so my, yeah, my friend and I were like, what the hell? Like, we've just bought this along. It's fun because we thought it would be fun, but like people don't know how to use this. So I think they were... Obviously, sort of challenged with a similar sort of a similar sort of challenge with their sort of pe- like a consumer, and obviously, how do they target a younger consumer to go away from a one screen to double screen? So they used a, an, an exciting creative campaign with influencers to sort of show that the versatility and why you would use it and and how it works. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm I'm a little bit sort of stumped at that that, that people don't use camera. Could wonder what other technology that, that we thought was so simple is now becoming redundant and unusable <laughs> i know and then i took it to get developed and i was like oh my gosh these photos are so rubbish like why have of I, course yeah why have i done this oh my but God. it was fun to try again i remember having a really crappy kodak disc camera when i was a kid and you, you you'd fill it up with photos of stuff that you didn't really care about or want anyway but it's quite exciting to take photos and then to go and get them developed and you get one out of 15 back had something interesting on it yeah <laughs> the rest I were mean, all rubbish i mean it's uh and it wow. wasn't like that cheap to get done i was like oh my gosh i've paid 15 pounds already for this disposable camera and then i've had to pay 20 pounds to develop it or whatever it was i'm like that's already like quite a lot of money yeah whereas i do have my phone and then i can print my pictures directly from why did that. you why did you have a disposable camera with you and not just hand your phone over to someone we just thought it would be fun <laughs> we, we were like let's just do it it was our first sort of holiday with my one of my friends who's been friends with us we've been friends for a while and we our first holiday just the two of us we we're like let's just do something we haven't really done before fair enough and document it and, and look back at the photos later and be like oh my gosh do people still use polaroids does that exist as a yeah yeah i've been to a lot of weddings and like 
um, yeah, they're nice for, like for scrapbook building, yeah. I guess, and oh. things like and or like parties and things. That's more of a when they're used, I think, for the moment as opposed to always. Wow. Well, I did warn you when we got on here, it was going to be a rambling know, conversation going in different easier. directions. And, uh, <laughs> and here we are, massively off topic. And I Sorry. am going to it's pull still it. still photography and media. It's still it just kind of, yeah, it's, it's still there. But I'm going to pull it back in with a, with a particular question because, you know, we were talking earlier about what led you into media in the first place. And you, um, you seem to be one of the very few people that I've spoken to ever who is doing something with their degree. Well, yeah, I mean, I I grew up in Zambia, obviously, and went to school in Cape Town. And my parents worked really hard to put me through education. And I was lucky enough to be given the choice to come to a British university. Obviously, I chose to go to Goldsmiths and study media and communications. And when I left, I mean, it was an interesting degree to have studied. We didn't really have that many lectures every week, but a lot of reading and essays. And went into advertising. I've always wanted to sort of be in advertising. I think it was after watching, um, what's that show on? Mad Men. Mad Men. <laughs> that was it. God, you've made me, you're, you, what, 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 what are you trying to do here today? You are aging me with everything that you're saying. Sorry. So, so you watched Mad Men and then went to university. And then I was like, oh, advertising looks cool. I've always wanted to be in it. And then also I like, I like the name Saatchi and Saatchi and when I was yeah. young and all of that sort of stuff. And I, And so I then said, okay, I've got to pursue my career and firstly went into um, Ogilvy as an intern and I was like this is quite cool but I don't really know if I want to work on like Ford cars because yep. you know it's a bit boring um, and yeah so I've stayed within media ever since and somehow like was I was introduced through a guy actually who I met at Ogilvy I was introduced to one of his um, friends who was starting an influencer marketing agency from Italy in the UK yep. over eight years ago and that's sort of how I fell into influencer and and that was Bazool was that it? was Bazool yeah. um, and then I sort of stayed within influencer since then and grew within the team from working on operations and campaign management to um, moving out into sales now and running and now running the country yeah, yeah. And an amazing journey, that, and, and I love it when people are, are true to the things that they believe in and, and carry on doing it. But what's next? You know, you, is it going to be Isaiah <clears throat> Europe? Is it going to be Isaiah Global? Or, or is there a, a further step for you to take? So I'm a, I, my role is Isaiah Country Manager, but I am focusing on UK and Europe because that's what I know. Um, and we are a global business. So we're also trying to work and create this sort of... Um, vision that we are we are a global business we've operated globally prior to me joining as well um but we are also breaking down barriers so the way that we like um i was introduced to isaiah as well was through a business that isaiah launched or like a sort of arm that they launched called influence united which connected us with all the best influencer agencies around the world in each continent and so we work with sort of partners in those um countries as well to sort of run campaigns or gather knowledge from and with brands as well we think that like globalization is so massive but through creators a brand's um, voice can be amplified amplified globally so much easier with with creators so globalization is so much smaller now and that's we're trying to sort of champion that sort of sense imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time 
That's what you'll feel with Bowlin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowlin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlinBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Would you ever consider going actually onto client side and running a a communications program from their point of view entirely across everything? I might consider it. I haven't really thought about it. Okay, you're smiling in a way that sounds like that might be in play. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not. I I haven't really thought about it because I also feel that I don't solely just want to work on one brand. I love having the opportunities to um, feed into loads of other sort of niches and targets and not solely just work on a food brand, for instance, I think. So your pathway into media was, um, you know, originated with you and then your, your choice of the, the university you went to and the course that you did and then your career coming out of that. How would you advise other people in getting into this industry? Because it's notoriously difficult to do so. It is quite difficult. Um, I would say there's sort of quite a few channels now that you can go down. I, I'm part of the BCMA, which is the Brand Content Marketing Association, and they are putting together a course for people who don't really know how to best to get into it or how to understand it. And this is going to be like a certified course that people can do to to learn um, and to become verified or certified as an influencer marketing sort of knowledgeable expert. But I do also know that the BCMA is working with a university that's um, integrated influencer marketing into their courses. So there's loads of ways that you can sort of mm. get into the industry if you're looking yeah, it's uh, the, the the BCMA is interesting. Is that going to be a paid for course, or would that be free to people to start, you know, kind of like a Google Garage sort of thing? I think it's going to be paid for. So essentially, it's yeah through age. Like if you go into an agency, for instance, I think they're trying to target like your uh, execs to obviously educate them and empower them to sort of go along that journey. But I'm not sure of like how much it will be. But there might be an offer for a different offer for people who want to just do it themselves. I think there might be two options. I'm all for um, for qualification. It's bothered me, and it comes up in episode after episode of of this podcast, that we start talking about that the the industry needs a certification and a a verification that that you really can and you know what you're doing. Yeah. Um, So everything that that, that you're doing to help that along is fantastic. I do find it very interesting 
that it's a relatively niche platform that we're talking to that's being qualified for, whilst the wider um, qualification in media and advertising, it's still... It's so broad. It's Yeah. And where do you get that from? Yeah. So I think it is, yeah, it's something that we are looking into and have been talking about for a while. So hopefully people will sort of take it on and look at it more seriously as not just a, a creative world and it's got no value to actually yeah learning more about it and wanting to be certified I suppose I suppose there's another routine for you also or for people into the influencer marketing side of things as an industry is to become one yeah so how do you go out and do that <laughs> how do you okay so, okay there's a slightly different question in that that you know the how do you build an audience now I mean it so I I would say I had a foodie Instagram account that I created with one of my friends and it was called Two Foodies No Diet and we wanted to become influencers back when we were at Ogilvy. When it, but obviously then it wasn't such a big channel and we spent quite a lot of time doing it and grew to like 3,000 followers. And then I got into the business and I was like, oh, I should know how to do this. Like it should be really yeah. easy. But the the biggest thing is time. And I think you have to give yourself the time and um and believe that you will grow to get there. It's not it's not so easy anymore to just be like, oh, I'll put out some content and hope that it gets viral and get 100,000 followers. It's also very difficult now down to algorithms. So yeah. it's a challenge, but I think you have to fully commit to it if you are willing to take that leap to build that audience and sort of you have to post consistently at least like once a day and things like that. Those are all little tips that I would say that if you are looking to become a creator, you have to look at not just solely looking at the bigger picture of going, I want to earn $100,000 for my posts mm. or pounds, whichever way we want to look at it. Oh, either. It's fine. Um, but, yeah, it's more about just being consistent and and putting out great content and believing that it is great as well. Can you also then identify when, when you're looking at influencer content being generated and where it's coming from and what's catching on, can you see trends appearing yeah, so we, we monitor all sort of trends of things that are coming up um, and we like have a, t a team specialized in emerging trends for the year that we work on. But like, for instance, at the moment on TikTok, there's like the get ready with me videos or my point of view. So you see those sort of emerging. And then when people piggyback off of that, um, it sort of creates a really great trend. I saw as well the other day that there's a brand called K18 that just put out a sort of bespoke piece of content on TikTok a while ago, bespoke song to create content with some creators on TikTok. And in like a week, they generated like 5.4 billion views or something. 5.4 billion something views. Something like that. I, it was something, maybe not billion, million, sorry, million. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought about how many people there are in the world. Well, yeah. No, but five point, I think it was 5.4 million views or something. It was quite a lot in like a couple of days. Amazing. Um, so it just shows that like when you actually put a little bit of thought into it and you think about exactly what it is that you want to achieve, you can build a really successful brand campaign. Can, can you give us a uh, an insight into any trends that might be appearing at the minute that we could adopt and potentially steal to help market this podcast? Um, post about it. All right. Put it on social. Create a, a channel. <laughs> I will be sharing it. We've, we've, it. we've got to do the basic stuff first of all. Absolutely. But I mean, it, we need you need some good content, I think, as well. I mean, little sound bites are quite nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know what like maybe when people 
should bring in something that garners a sort of talk. Maybe that could be quite good. You like invite your guests to bring bring something in that means something to them, and then that could sort of be something a bit unique. Okay, that's a nice idea. We were actually discussing o- over Christmas what what we can do to 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 be able to create a unique point in the podcast, but also to use and then to aggregate across everybody. If you ask them what to create secondary content from, yeah. All right, we'll do that. So we've got to do lots of posting. We've got to do regular posting, daily posting. Yes. Well, that means I've got a lot of work to You've do. You've got a lot of work, mm. yeah. You can yeah. hire somebody to help you with that. Can you think of an agency that I can talk to to do that? Oh, we can help. Isaiah, okay. I think. I think we All right, that, I've heard <laughs> of it, yeah. All right, done. We we will do that. We we will commit to doing something with you to, to help get this moving at some point this year. Thank you for listening to Let's Do the Right Thing in association with Radio Works the UK's largest independent radio advertising agency. Let's Do The Right Thing is a Maple Street Creative production, devised and presented by Adam Hopkinson. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.